Hey everybody, welcome to podcast number nine zero. How did we get the 90 episodes oh of this crap? I can't believe we're only 10 away from 100. Poor souls, yeah. <laughs> good, good math there, Dexter. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I pride myself on that. Yeah. He's been working on that for the past 30 minutes. What's going to be my opening line today? Yeah. Uh, we, we did have some difficulties, but they weren't te- technical difficulties, but we're all good now. Everything's sorted. We're sorry, guys. I literally had to change my shorts, so I do apologize. <laughs> we weren't going to say anything. I'll take one for the team. Usually it's the old guy on the other end, like like our guest, but it was me today, so I, I'll take one for the team. Like, Oops, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, before we get into this whole podcast here, we'll, we'll, uh, hit on some topics that we, uh, had over the last couple days here. So on the weekend there, we ran our first exhibition match of the team pro league. Uh, we know a lot of you guys caught it and it was a three game series that obviously won't be the, the go-to for the league, but, um, some pretty exciting matches there. Like, 300s out of nowhere all the time. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, 370. He was shooting three. Drew was shooting 390 coming home in the first game. Um, awesome. Some great bowling. Lots of excitement. You could see that they were excited to be there. Um, I hear some of them were pretty nervous too. And it was, but it, it looked like it was absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, Sam uh, Nabob, right from Timmins. Yeah. No. Good to see the. I mean, like. Some some other people that we don't see very often and played very well. Um, yeah. So very happy with that to see Sam Coffee shoot. He's three thirty years first game, right? Sam Coffee is his new nickname. I, I I love that we have a nickname already even before the yeah. league starts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let us know on that. So that's uh, that, that was a good thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bruce Soroka, obviously, you know, he's the son of the proprietor there. We didn't really know. No. Um, but came out shooting, and he was a 900 triple for the three games. And, and very smooth shot, uh, great form, and easy rolling player. So um, good to see some of these guys playing. Kelsey, obviously, you know, Bailey came back and had some games. But, yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was great, to, great to see, great to get something playing anyways and to commentate some bowling. Something yeah. uh, something we learned from ourselves is uh, we don't know a lot about our bowlers, some of them. And uh, so we send out uh, kind of a surveying questionnaire about our bowlers. So uh, we do have some good tidbits coming back from our bowlers that uh, just that we can share with them. And we have a little banter back and forth. Um, some things we didn't even know. And, and it's kind of neat that we can share with uh, the people over the commentary, whether it's us or whether it's somebody else, maybe a guest that comes on that they, they, they can share. Um, and who knows, maybe we can share who their favorite podcast person is. Um, there's a lot of that going on well, there too. The, so. the question isn't who their favorite podcast person is. Yeah. It's who would they like to be for a day? Yeah. That, there's, there's a big difference in that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, but before your head starts getting big there, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. But Just there saying. are some really neat facts in some of those responses coming in. Some of it's super cool. Um, from a personal standpoint, I hadn't heard of anybody else having a 446. And AJ has a 446. Like, that. that's super neat. That's it. Yeah. Aces on the last ball. I mean, that's yeah. like, gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
And I, I never knew somebody was petrified of ketchup, right? So there is somebody that's petrified of ketchup out there. So we certainly know people who love ketchup. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the other way around is a little bit different, but you're right. Like it's nice to have some stats on the bowlers, some little personal information. It helps us as commentators be able to continue with the flow. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody wants to really just hear us, you know, ramble on about, you know, talking. So to have some specifics, that word always gets me, specifics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it helps us with, with the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got plans on, you know, bringing in guest speakers or managers, um, some of that stuff into the show. So it's not just always going to be the four of us doing it, um, especially obviously we play at a certain time, too. So we'll start building agendas on each match and what that looks like. And hopefully getting, you know, plenty of our our, our friends out there will uh, will come and play. We'll come and, and yeah. talk with them, too. So be good. Right. for sure. So. uh I imagine we're going to talk about it a little bit later uh, along with our guests and stuff like that, but we'll move on. And uh, if you want to support us, you can support us at patreon.com slash five pin universe, become a patron for as little as $2 a month. And uh, you get a few merch discounts on our uh, Shopify store. And uh, we're going to bring in our uh, sponsor of the week, all-star bowling sales. And uh, enjoy the commercial, and we'll bring in our special guest of the week. All right. So uh, if people don't know who it is, he's uh, probably one of the best times on and off the lanes. <laughs> our friend from uh, BC, Mr. Mike Warren. Welcome hey, to the buddy. show. Hey, Mike. Welcome aboard. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're, going, we're going west coast uh, here tonight, are we? Like it. All the way west coast, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, lots of people were excited to have you on today. That's for sure. Um, Don't you're, believe you're, you at all. No, <laughs> you are. You're definitely a personal favorite amongst people. Um, oh, you're friends wise. with my mom and dad, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I could be. I don't know. <laughs> we, we've got a little bit of a uh, a bet going on, though. Although Five Pin U doesn't support betting, but. They're having an over/under on uh, how many how many beverages we might have tonight, Mike. Okay. <laughs> you might have a couple of beers while you're while you're chatting away. Well, I'm, I'm, did it start now or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. During yeah. podcast. During podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's going on how are things out in uh, in bc you're what area you're vancouver but what suburb are you in uh in the bowling terms zone three as in the langley surrey in langley and that's about it i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so with uh with langley shutting down where do you where do you play these days when you do play you were mentioning earlier that you don't you haven't played league in a while um, but when you do play, what center is your kind of home center? It would be the Dell in Surrey. Gotcha. They have a Sunday night league. They have a Sunday night league going on. Uh, that's where their cash draft league, which I would like to bowl, but I just don't like the day. I'm more of a, a Friday night work, hang out later, have some pops afterwards, that kind of thing. But can't always be on a Friday. So that's where the, the house makes their money. So, yeah. Totally. But, yeah. 
So what are you, um, what, what do you do for work, Mike? Let's chat that. I do sheet metal, foreman for a sheet metal company. Okay. I work downtown Vancouver. Takes an hour to get into work from where I live every day. Hour, hour there, hour back. Right. Hmm. Just no. uh, residential towers. Right now I'm doing a 43-story tower down right on Alberni Street. Keeps you busy. It's a three-year project. So, yeah. On one hand, it's nice that you have a long contract, though. Oh yeah, stay busy for sure. Yeah, I've been with this company for eight years now. The company before 17, so never a shortage of work and sheet metal. That's for sure. Right. So COVID hasn't slowed you guys down at all. Then at this point. No, worked right through as long as we have our, you know, our masks and whatever, follow the guidelines and stuff. We just worked right through. Didn't miss a day. That's awesome. How about you guys? You guys? <laughs> it hasn't been ideal. <laughs> I like watching uh, your guys' videos, your trick shots and banking shots here and there and Tim's yoga. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been interesting. It is what it is. Uh, there's, you know, um, every week there's something new that's happening. Uh, a bunch of letters went into the MLA this week to, in hopes that they'll open us up on March 22nd. I was talking to our good friend, Robert Gallagher. He called me here this afternoon, um, wanting us to like create a petition for it, which I think is a good idea. Um, apparently they think that we're going to move us into step four which would be ridiculous. So hopefully that's not the case and they just stick to the guns and put us back into step three, which should be on March 22nd. So, um, but yeah, we, we've been, we've been completely closed since December 13th, Mike. Yeah. That All sucks. Time. Well, it sounds like everything's going by September. Who knows? Should be back to normal. Hopefully. Yeah. That is the hope. That's right. Uh, my parents are uh, yeah. applying for their vaccines this week. Yeah, good. Things are moving forward. So, yeah. Where are uh, the vaccines in uh, in BC right now, Mike? <laughs> I'm not, not even following it. I'm trying no. to get away without even getting one. I don't want one, but who knows? I know. I think uh, the Quantlin College here around the corner. There's always a line up there. I don't know if it's a test or vaccines or what, but I'm not sure. Cheap <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. no. metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just on, on that note, Manitoba opened up. We know the, the Winnipeg bowling centers have opened, so hopefully that's going well for them uh, this past weekend and, and whatnot. Right? At least any yeah. other provinces that we know is anything it, different, or is are we now just basically down to Alberta and um, Ontario is all, all different with depending on um, red zone or orange zone or whatever. They have different zonage uh, levels alerts. So some are open, some aren't. Uh, Quebec, I still believe, is closed. Um, and then um, I think Newfoundland's still closed, obviously, and the Maritimes are still closed. Um, uh, yeah, Shannon's PI, saying all our, our houses are open right now just for league or whatever, but not or not league, just uh, open play is open. Open play, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I always no, no found major super leagues. backwards. You know, I, I don't understand why they keep it open for open play, but not run leagues. Makes no sense to me. But yeah, with everyone's personal balls, I guess they're not touching everything else. I don't know. Oh, exactly. And then you're Whatever. on the same people every week, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
little bit, a little bit easier for contact tracing and stuff too, but whatever. Yeah. It's definitely getting tiring of, you know, things not being opened and I think patients are being tested, you know, the longer it's going now, it's, it's definitely gotten more and more stressful for sure. Right. For a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett, I don't uh, recognize you're just kidding after this. I I take exception to your, (laughs) to your comment. Yeah, Brett, Brett played his own eight gamer and he came in first on the weekend. His so. eight well, he, gamer was four games. He played he four games. It. <laughs> well, COVID, COVID didn't really help him out all that well. I saw a couple of photos. So he says he's averaging 173. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good job, good job, bud. <laughs> Let's chat some bowling stuff here, Mike. So. Take us back a few years, and where did bowling start for you, and uh, how did things get uh, get going? Uh, bowling started with me back. My my parents used to bowl in a fun league, you know, uh, old Langley Lanes. Just a uh, normal bowler, 205 average, 170 for my mom, 205 for my dad. And then just, you know, hanging out after bowling. The kids are, what what else does it do? Just throw balls. Just got started that way, fun. pretty much. And then... <laughs> Eventually, just getting into a league, I guess. Bowl yeah, three games a week. How old? How old were you when uh, you started when I was nine, I believe nine. Okay, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just throwing balls, and that's it. Who knows? I played IBC, um, obviously circuit back I, then, and started doing those types of things. Yeah, the YBC program. I guess the old Langley Lanes until. Uh, Bob Randall had his building, I guess, moved to Willowbrook Lanes when they tore down the other one. And then that's when I actually really remember starting bowling and leagues bowling with kids your own age and ter- entering tournaments, just the fun tournaments and all that. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, yeah. How was Didn't really get into the player? cash tournaments until later on, way later on. Yeah, fair enough. Not like the kids uh-huh. nowadays are totally, totally into it. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> um, how was your YBC career? Was there any major accomplishments or anything in your YBC career that stand stand out? Or uh, nothing really until I was like 17, 18. All you know, all the Hermans, all the older older good guys got out of there, and I finally had my chance to step up and make a tournament. So my last year of bowling, eighty nine, I finally I won a a provincial goal to actually go to. Uh, I think it was Saskatchewan or yeah, Regina. So didn't do very well, but it was, it was fun. First, yeah. first chance of getting, getting to bowl one anyway. Totally. So you grew up bowling yeah. with Bobby Herman then? All the good guys. Yeah. I'm a couple of years younger than them. So when, uh, yeah, all the little tournaments or whatever, look up to those guys, even at that age, you're still what, 10, 20, they might've been 200. I was 170, 180. Who knows when we got started. <laughs> But yeah, for sure. Yeah, once you get that first tournament in, you want to keep doing it. So we're still doing it 40 years yep. later. Everybody's got, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have anybody, any mentors, or who, who coached you back in the day? Um, who kind of guided you to where you are today, I guess? Uh, from learning and things actually sticking in, would be uh, uh, Axel. I don't know if you know Axel Tappert, or I know you'd know Al Koschuk. He's uh, okay. out in Calgary right now. Those guy, kind of guys. 
more the bowlers actually you listen to a little bit more because you know that they can bowl you're watching them a little bit but yeah those pretty much those guys the Jeanette Koshchuk the whole Koshchuk family a guy named Walter I don't even know his last name he's just a, a guy there <laughs> trying to give you some techniques and it worked, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really stuck on you, hey, Walter. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Walter is one of those names that is just a one-name guy. Like he's, He doesn't need a don't last name. It. Walters don't need last names. That's right. That's right. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, your YBC, the provincial that you won, were you a single or were you on the team? I made a, a singles that year. I think actually the year before I had a shot at winning singles again, but I lost with a foul. I don't know who beat me or whatever, but yeah, that, that was a single for sure. And that's it. Nice. Yep. Now you <laughs> lost with a foul. How did that I mean? Like the last frame or was it earlier on in the thing uh, and you just happened to come down uh, and you lost by less than 15 points? It, Exactly. Somewhere in the in the game. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, little things that stand out and whatever. But I know that for sure. Now, does um does Vancouver area have something similar? We had asked this last time, uh, Tim, to the Winnipeg um, mm -hmm. the circuit. Does it, does Vancouver have any sort of a uh, intercity, you know, competitive circuit between bowling centers? Do you know? I mean, did they have something back then, or do they even have something now? Do you know of? You got you guys have the you guys have Fra like the Fraser Valleys, but it's a one it's a tournament the one like a weekend tournament it's not like a uh like a monthly tournament that we have Daryl but they have a like a a weekend tournament correct based off like the open is that correct Mike I think ours was uh it was called the four steps to stardom or something like that and then they switched it to a Pepsi Challenge or something like that I, I can't really remember. But the, the main tournaments we have are just a uh, Fraser Valley Pacific Coast fun tournaments that you can do, and then yeah. those were the major ones as kids. So right, yeah. So the what the valleys, yeah. So the valleys is something where you guys qualified as a as a through your center, oh, right? Yeah, city, right? city, yeah, yeah. And then and then you guys played against the other people, correct? The others, the others That's from the correct. other zone. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was way way busy. Big back then, you know, we had 20, 30 guys try out just for a fun tournament, which was great. Uh, we did well. Not right. very good at these things. No, no, you're doing fine. <laughs> you're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a something, right, that they do in that form. I mean, it might be in a different form than what the Edmonton Intercity is or the Winnipeg or whatever else is there, but it's nice that there's some sort of a competitive circuit for kids to play in um, in that region, right? Right. Yeah, right now, I don't even know if it still exists. It must go on. There might be four or five, six teams and more of uh, pickup players just to fill in tournaments now. I haven't bowled it in a, in a while. I don't even know if they exist still, do they? Yeah. But, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's Shan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Whichever>. <laughs> uh, there, there was there was a question from the crowd though, Mike. Um, oh, great. Ben, yeah, from Ben. <laughs> from Ben Barnes, he says, uh, "Ask Mike why hey, he." Benny! Benny yeah. B! yeah. Ask Mike why he blows his cheeks when he throws the ball. <laughs> That is, yeah. I, I didn't know I did that for a while. It was, yeah, the 03, 04 teams always did that. It's just, uh, I think I exhaled. And I didn't know until the, they brought it up. 
I guess my cheeks popped up. Someone saw from the side angle. And then you sit there and think about it when you're trying to bowl and throws you off. But whatever. Apparently, I blow my cheeks out. That's, that's honestly, that is 100% that's my favorite That's what it takes to get a strike? Game. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But yeah, that's my favorite mind game to play on anybody. Just ask them, do you uh, do you breathe in or breathe out when you bowl? And it is that next oh, shot yeah, is guaranteed a complete disaster. Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to figure out what foot do you start with? Are you doing yeah. that and you're trying to see yeah. your cheeks? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. all good. You always bring your arm swings at arm with that, that far back, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mark, that's, good. Mark, that's, that's why Dex is the champ, because he's always playing little mind games, eh? <laughs> no, no, not, yeah. not normally. Yeah. I, that's just something I like to play on Tim every once in a while. Or well, you know. or he has drinks around people that maybe have troubles with it. I mean, that that's what Dex No idea likes. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> mind games. That's a good segment someday. What are the best little question mind game questions that you can get into? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we might, need, we might need some of these old time legends back on the show to, to start playing those games. Yeah, people in the comments, we want to oh, see was, some. I'm an honest bowler. No, no mind games for me. <laughs> what are the little yeah. mind game questions that people might ask? You may not have played mind games on me, but you have scarred me for life. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to come up later, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 different, no. Different one. Different. Uh, yeah, wasn't on the agenda. Are <laughs> we sure it wasn't on the agenda? <laughs> um, let's go to the open. So this is where you started to get a little bit more competitive into the adult years. Uh, where did you first learn about the open? Or is that again, the Bobby Herman's and those guys that are playing this, you already always knew it was there. It's just imagine uh, a matter of time to start playing. But when did, uh, when did I you know, start? Playing? I knew, I knew of the tournament. I just uh, wasn't ready to bowl. I know those guys had 250, 260 averages at the time. I think I was only 240 at best bowling four day four games a week or whatever and then uh as soon as i started going into two leagues i had a langley wednesday and then we went to the dell on a friday and then my average seemed to jump up 10 pins now i'm 250 and then you get a little bit more confidence to bowl and you finally try out and make some teams but it actually fluked out i don't know what i was doing rolling off or something in our fun league or whatever at at langley and i just saw all the different teams national tournament going on i just didn't know what it was I know they have flyers and stuff advertising and stuff like that, but never really pay attention to that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's when it really got started, probably 96 or something in the, in the ninth, mid nineties. So yeah, I'm glad, but that's and all that got started. Any idea of how many provincial or zone teams that you would have made throughout the, the, the years? Uh, the zone teams that we can, I've made pretty much all of them from 96 on. It's just trying to get past that. Trying to get out of BC is one of the toughest things to do. It, they're all good, right? It's just a crapshoot. And you get lucky, you get lucky. And then our time, time came up a little in the early 2000s, finally. Yeah, especially with just the pure volume of people that you guys have out there, right? I mean, that's why, you know, uh, Lower Mainland, for the people that are watching, um, runs a little bit differently for zones than a lot of places in the country. Um, zone 2, Zone 3, and Zone 4, 
they have the option of choosing which zone they want to play out of. It doesn't necessarily have to be the zone that you live in as long as you play in the league and the other zones. So zone three is Langley area, right? And zone two is like Vancouver area. And zone four yeah, is Abbotsford, if I'm right. Yeah, Abbotsford, Poco. Yeah, even earlier, like even on our trials, we'd have 30, 40 guys in the beginning of early years. And then now later on, it tapers down to, to 20, 25. So better odds yeah. that way too. But yeah, Langley is uh, everywhere from Alder Grove to way back in the day, it was like Delta Richmond, but uh, to Surrey for sure. And yeah, so it's a big zone. A lot of, a lot of guys trying to qualify. But just like your guys' zones, I guess. So it was a little tougher in the early days, right? So 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 Dex, you had said you so you can choose which every year you can flip as long as you're playing a league in that zone. Or live in that zone. Or live in that zone. So A automatic rights is if you live in there. B is if you're playing in a league in the other zone. What if you're obviously playing in two leagues and one in each zone and you live in the third? You have you can choose any which one you want. Yeah. Absolutely. And how do, I mean, do people change quite often, Mike, like from year to year to year? Oh, we're all going to load up on zone three this year, or we're all going to load up on zone four. Does that happen? Yeah, I'm sure it's been done. Yeah, I know. I Just like uh, here, if you have to live in that zone or bowl in a league over there. So, yeah, I, whatever. People do it. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, and it sounds like Carol's saying it's changing or changed to into a declaration. So, so does that mean you have to declare prior to the season or declare at a certain point of who you play in, and yes. then you have to stay part of that zone for the future? Um, it'd be interesting to get a little bit of clarification because I don't know of any yeah. other zones across the country. Do you, Tim, that that have that type of a system that? You know, uh, Ontario does. Ontario does uh, for some of their zones, but they have to play two years in a zone they have to play two years in a so like for example like i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh there's a certain zone in ontario that maybe mitch is running and (laughs) and uh they're having that big doubles event uh doubles one out there so a bunch of the players are playing out there um so if, if they play two years out in his in his hamilton zone um then, then they can declare whether they want to play out for Hamilton, as an example, or they can play out where they live, right? So it, that that's an option. So um, some people are worried about that situation coming arising. You know, I guess yeah, uh, similar uh, here now. I think uh, bowling, we're losing a bunch of centers here and there. So I think uh, now, if you live in that zone, you got to bowl in that zone unless you bowled in a league somewhere last year something like that i hear bits and pieces we'll figure it out by hopefully this this year september yeah well it sounds like you have to declare by a certain date and you have to like you said you get it all figured i'm not sure how that would fly in alberta i mean we've had a couple of people move zones back and forth but that's for example like carry uh you live in the central zone but you often bowl a league in edmonton same with gino and and these guys Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i don't know how easy it would be for you to declare to play in edmonton You'd also have to get a release in Alberta, I think, from your existing zone, right? So, yeah, you you have to get a release. And uh, it's been done in the past. I know Gino, way back in the day, tried to uh, play in the Edmonton zone because he played all his leagues up in Edmonton. And uh, I do believe Calgary gave him, or sorry, Central gave him the release, but Edmonton didn't accept. 
Mm. So you have to be released and accepted by the zone. Correct. Yeah. And and sorry, we don't want Gino. Someone could say, no, we don't want you. That was before Gino. I mean, anybody knew Gino, right? And now, now like you shake your head, right? But, you got uh, to remember yeah. back then, too, a lot of those guys that were playing really good were probably on those boards, too. And they're like, well, I don't want to lose a spot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, see you later. Um, yeah. So you would have to like you fill a declaration and you also have to bowl in that zone or you have to do something in that zone, too. Right. right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, like Marty was he went up north and he was living up north and working for the year. We've had Victor Fulbert, who's played in a couple Right, but he's yeah. obviously legitimately working there and yeah. is allowed to transfer. It just makes sense. So, I mean, it happens. It's just not quite a free for all declaration system. Yeah, and know. and we we kind of live in a different sort of situation where I mean, geographically, we're so far apart from each of the different zones for the most part. You know, I, I see this happening in Southern Ontario and Van- Greater Vancouver area really easily because just all the cities are pushed together, right? Yeah, we we, we don't have that issue here. And there's four zones within those greater, you know, metro areas. So, it, yeah. It make sense. yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back to Mike about some of uh, the open stuff. So, started making provincial teams. When was your first nationals? I know you've been to ten nationals for for BC, which is a pretty stellar time to go to ten nationals. Is pretty good, Mike. So, when was the first? Uh, yeah, first, uh, I believe it was '03. Where? Yeah. The the. Kelly, Kelly Glencross, the the Ben Barnes, Rob Turney, yeah, good gel. Finally, finally made it to beat. I don't even know who it was. Probably the lower mainland team, the Bob Gaylers. Probably Mark Bailey finally quit, so we got in there. But yeah, no, two three was uh, or oh three was the the start for sure. And oh three would have been in Surrey in Scott Scottsdale, is that right? Or was that Quebec? Oh man, <laughs> I would not. Oh, uh, Nationals was. Uh, I think Quebec. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 three was, oh, three was, uh, was, uh, you're right, Surrey. So it would have been like, oh, oh, four, oh, four was four. next year. Oh, yeah. three, oh, oh four okay. season was Quebec. Was Gatineau. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that's probably what, yeah. Oh, four yeah. then. Wrong. Already wrong. <laughs> no, that's okay. Did, did anybody it? expect anything different, yeah. really? That's why you're on the show, Mike. We like it. (laughs) When was your first silver medal, Mike? Oh, that probably that year. That year, my first year, we uh, we got a silver. All downhill from there. (laughs) I would would hardly say so. I think that uh, you know, for anybody watching and and listening, um, you haven't had a gold medal, but you've had a number of silvers. I, I know, obviously, it's something to win a gold would be something you'd want to do, but to win the number of silvers that you won is, uh, is an accomplishment for sure. Um, you know, a bit yeah, heartbreaking. Lots of sure. silvers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the team. It can't be me. No, no, clearly. <laughs> but yeah. in, in, in all fairness though, I know a lot of people harp on your silvers and let us face it. it mu- we're not going to harp on your silvers. It's, it's an accomplishment and it must, it must get old. I mean, it must you must not like hearing it i know how that would feel on my end and and i just not fair to you by any means um well, are you proud you of really it i don't want to hear it anymore you guys can help us out one of these years we make it just say hey <laughs> let her go 
Cool. Hey, you know what though, Mike? I, I remember I remember clearly in 2016 when I lost to Kevin Clark, and I remember clearly you walking out for the bus and said, Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah. Well, I'm taking off my shoes and I'm like, okay, thanks, Mike. I remember that clearly. Yeah. Yes. That's just a, a different color from what you normally have. You have the gold, some have the silver, whatever. It, yeah. it all works out. Well good. But no, but you must be proud of it though. You, you I mean you've had oh. a quite extensive career, right? So Definitely. I am just proud of just getting out of BC and making that tournament. It, that's It's already a win. Silver is just okay. a bonus. It's all good. I, I like it. I saw there are some jokes coming around. I think it was Darren Rich that started it. What's Mike, Mike Warren's favorite color? Silver. So stuff like that, whatever. It's all, it's, it's all fun. Uh, I'll take okay. a silver every year. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't have that, Mike, and, and have the medals. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely worth that. Uh, you know, on the wall, maybe not, but maybe behind the cupboard, yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's yeah, here, so I, many. Actually, I have a bowling corner. I don't know if you can sort of see some some stuff there. Nice. Well, there are some stuff over. That's awesome. The silvers are over. They're hanging over there somewhere. Oh, with with the Alberta hat from Bev. Woohoo! Shannon <laughs> <laughs> actually lets you have a bowling corner. That's pretty impressive. Can you give me some tips there? How does that work? Uh, well, it's either in a in a drawer or something, or you, you burn stuff. So we found them. We just put up a little corner over there in the living <laughs> well, room, so people come over, they can see themselves. Yeah, it's, it's your silver too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wall of fame. Yeah. Yeah, not like Carrie's. He's got some shirts behind him. That's that's pretty pretty wild. Ten grand a piece, probably. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Hopefully this one. Hopefully this one, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of those um, open teams. Can you walk us through some of the the better teams or the fun events or the fun times you had with some of those uh, those years? I mean, obviously, um, you know, you were there ten times, so hopefully some good memories of the open. Oh man, memory like. All, all the teams are great. Great guys, always hanging out. That, that's that's the, the bond, the team bond, just getting together, staying together. And that really, we could, not the best team out there. We might be the fifth best team, but managed to climb the ladder, score at times or whatever. Yeah, lots lots of good times. Well, stories, having some pops afterward. That's what it's all about. I'm just happy getting there. And that's what it is. That's it. When last, uh, when's the last Nationals that you went to? Uh, we had it. I made a mixed team uh, two years ago here in Surrey. That was uh, that was for the Open as well. That was my last one. Nineteen so, or and then Masters, I guess Thunder Bay would be that last one. So you've played on mins. You've played on mixed. You've done the singles. You've kind of done it all. Which is which is your favorite out of all of it? Which if you uh, I enjoy the team. Three, yeah, I enjoy the team. I did the team and the singles one year actually it was a double silver that year adam got a kickback on a head pin to beat me by one and then destroyed me the next game so that was a double silver uh <laughs> the mixed team uh we came undefeated to the final oh we weren't undefeated were. no uh, i already <laughs> me. memories my five minutes yeah. of fame and she wrecks it. 
<laughs> you know what? It, it, there's no mute button either, is there? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. oh well. Yeah, we got silver and, and mixed as well. So pretty much silver. Oh well, whatever. That was a Nebs, <laughs> wasn't it? I think that was a Nebs. Mm-hmm. Nebs, is that the 40 big 48 lane yeah. in, in Oshawa? Oh, that yeah. was a good year. Yeah. Uh, oh. Bus driver. Oh man, our bus driver. Where was she? That was Oshawa too, I think. Uh just great. Come into the hotel, drag you if you're late for whatever, picks you up and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. I think we went like 18 and three or something that year. That finally our first overall double knockout. Here it comes. This is our gold. No, Saskatchewan picks us off. Bing, bang. So that was another highlight. That was fun. <laughs> you know, Unreal. two minutes ago, you said that you would take a silver every time. And with every story, you get more yeah. and more bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was almost the gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to know more about Judy, the bus driver. Oh, Judy. Yeah. Shannon would know more. I just. <laughs> she's... <laughs> she's, she's loving it over there, though. <laughs> Judy, the bus driver. She was hilarious. She uh, she actually dragged. We were late for the bus to go to the lanes. And I'm going to get another one. (laughs) (laughs) We were late for the bus. And anyways, they ended up waiting. They told the bus to hold back. She waited. She literally grabbed Mike in my hand and literally walked us, dragged us into the lanes and sat us down on the lanes to make sure we got there. (laughs) So every day it was like, where's Mike and Shannon? Where's Mike and Shannon? They went, you know, because they were so concerned that we were not going to show up. <laughs> but that was about it. See, and he's got a refill already. He can do the talking. <laughs> That's awesome. There we go. Ah, what I missed. Not <laughs> On my good side. <laughs> I think you should blow out the cheeks again. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. six nothing Edmonton. Holy. <laughs> oh, so, McDavid got another five pointer. Yeah. I think it's Leon. Yeah. Good. So, for those who don't know, that that's Shannon. Um, how, did, how did you guys hey, meet? Uh, actually, oh. way back in YBC, she bowled for Cloverdale, and I was Langley, and that's probably where you meet all your friends <laughs> yeah, pretty much at that point um she's yeah. also super highly successful have you guys ever played on a team together or anything like that the mixed team yeah we uh, made that mixed team? team in oshawa and then uh i think the other one in, in surrey i don't know i can't yeah, remember a maybe two <laughs> not on purpose either <laughs> <laughs> So here, here's a really random fun fact for our listeners out there. You guys are the only couple I've ever met that share the same birthday. Ooh, She's fun. older. To verify, he's older by seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, seven minutes. Weird. You guys, wow. that's yeah. you guys are closer in age than Tim and I are. 
Well, we had to check the, the birth certificates. One said White Rock, mine said Murrayville, so it's all good. Not brother, sister. Yeah, exactly. How far apart are you guys? We're 21 minutes apart. Yeah. 21. Wow. wow. Yeah. And, and if I were, we're winning at something. If I remember right, we share the same birthday too. You're obviously much older. But <laughs> no. Are you no? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, never mind. I take it. How what, what when's your birthday, Mike? Uh November 2nd. Okay. Yeah. We, no, okay. Sorry, right, I'm wrong. You're, 70. You're, you're well, that was gonna off. be a yeah, cool fact and you, you blew it. It was a terrible fact, but I, I'll, I'll go stick with my first fact. My, my first fact I really like. Yeah. Can we edit this video before it goes live, Carrie? No, it's already out there. So. It, was almost, it was like almost like a magic thing. He could have. He almost got a like a thing in Vegas. Like I should have sent got... him a message and just been like, "Just say it's October 25th." Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just you can edit it. It's just three people watching, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, out of six, out of six, Mike. Yeah. This is our highest is view there, count. Where, where do you see that? <laughs> uh, you you might not be able to. It's uh it's well over the sixties. Yeah. Before we go on to the Masters, Mike, um, a couple of National yes. Open All Star um, nods, which is pretty cool too to win a couple of All Stars. Do you remember which years those were? Are they men's teams? Um, and, and what your record might have been in those years? Uh, I know one was in uh, Winnipeg, uh, yeah. I think 10, and I averaged 280, 280, I believe. Yeah. And the other one, I think, was either the uh, maybe a year before. One was a high 270 and the other 280. But I think the, yeah. the one, I think they just gave it to you because uh, I was a singles. I don't know how that works. I Whatever. I don't know how I bowled. They just <laughs> gave it to you. I felt sorry for me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to qualify. They have the stats on. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, two eighty for sure. That was that was pretty pretty proud, especially at a national level bowling with that competition for sure. Yeah, you you played really well that year. You bowled against us that year. You guys played awesome. That was out in Winnipeg. I don't know if we got a medal that year, but probably you you got, we did, you got probably sil- a silver. You got silver. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> we got gold, right? We got gold, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what was your highest league average? Do you remember? I I did uh, a back-to-back at the Dell. One year I had 272 and then backed it up with a 274. But I had uh, – well, I do still have Gord, – Gord, Gordy Wiken. he had a 270 average. We're on the same team. Just bowling against each other on that Friday night. Lots of fun and just kept pushing each other. And we ended up 270 somehow, whatever. But that's uh, that was my my high high year, 274. And what yeah. what's Dell Lanes uh, like? Are they synthetic? Are they wood lanes? Do they have bases, 17s, 18s? Anybody remind me there? Yes, they were. They were wood originally when I think Don Stout owned them. Now they're all synthetic still. Nice lanes to bowl in. I think uh, even Marcus Burkowski right now is bowling there right now, and he's, I think, in the 270s. Probably the only one, and there's a couple couple 260s. So that's the league I'm going to get back into uh, coming September for sure. So, yeah. yeah, scores well. I know Scott still scores well too, and I think they're synthetic now, or maybe they're still wood. I'm not sure. Um, Man. 
Yeah, and and uh, the the Dell was free fall up until what ten years ago, somewhere around there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I don't know how long ago, but it was free uh, free fall strings now. Yeah, we played we played on uh, the free fall in two thousand and five there for YBC Nationals. Um, so yeah, but I, I think it was I think it was a couple of years after that that they switched to um, to strings. And yeah, Scott still still would. Scott and still, and what about the bases? Uh, the I know uh, Scott still has. I think the pins are normal. Just the they had the bases on the two pins or something. Yeah, and I think the man the Dell. I got a Bullmore. They might be on all of them. I'm not sure for sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. That, that's you know, only on the two pins. Only on the two pins. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I guess get those late corners or string pulls or whatever. Get the scores up a little bit. But I know the Dell's uh, average, like league average, is probably 10, 15 pins higher than any other house around here, too. So, um, I do like Brett's question about uh, the favorite, best place to travel to a national. So uh, aside from Newfoundland, duh, you're right. Uh, what is the best place to travel to a national? So, Mike, you first and everybody else, let's chip in here, too. And then people in the comments, too. If you can put your uh, opinion on favorite place to travel to a national. So, Mike, uh, give her. Mine, uh, my next place was Hamilton. We actually had some time before pitchers in that. So we we drove out to actually Ni Niagara Falls and got to spend a couple hours before we had a, to bomb back. But mostly uh, every other little place you got – little hour excursion here and there not much see in the city but uh definitely hamilton for sure enjoyed that how about you carrie um yeah i guess from all the places i've been it's probably hamilton uh just because we went to get to see a blue jays game during the competition so right mm -hmm. tim um weather wise i enjoyed bc probably the best there's always Good weather out there, but um, anywhere down east. I don't get to go down east that often, right? So um, I enjoyed the stuff out there. Index? I, I don't know. That's a tough question. I agree. Like, I, I really like Hamilton because you get to go see some Blue Jays games and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I'm going to say probably Vancouver. I don't know. Vancouver has been kind of like a second home for me for a part of my life. And um, I feel super comfortable there. And I, I just... I really in, I really enjoy Vancouver all the time. So, um, and I enjoy the people out there too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say there. Right. What about you, DB? Yeah, I think I'm. You know, same as everybody saying. You know, Vancouver was was awesome because again, I, I went out there for four or five days before and had a whole bunch of friends. Uh, partied my way before before I had nationals, but then also I did an IP nationals at Hamilton, and you're same as Mike. We went for the trip out to Niagara Falls. And that was super cool to go and do. I think I even had my my wife and my kids with me that time. Or well, that was maybe for a C5 national meeting. We had them out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the proximity to be able to go and do some of those touristy things was pretty cool for sure. Yeah. Um, Gino kind of commented here. Regina does some of the best night events ever. When we were there for the, I think it was the Open. Yeah. It was, it was unreal. Um, for events that you're kind of stuck inside and stuff like that yeah Re regina definitely puts on crazy events i think my favorite event outside of like bowling uh was probably in 2013 masters nationals here in alberta actually they drove us out to a ranch and they had a, a 
a full-on professional rodeo set up and it was amazing it was awesome i had never seen a rodeo before and it was professionals and they were yeah and, and they were fighting for money and it was amazing we all got pretty mm. lit up but it was a super fun <clears throat> night that's for sure <laughs> i don't I, I don't know maybe manitoba night when i was dressed up i mean maybe that was my best night ever i don't know i always <laughs> you don't remember so. no diane really <laughs> loved me that night <laughs> you're always dressed up though <laughs> Uh, let's chat some master stuff mike so how about the masters as you uh now your your record isn't quite as good as the open but you were five times out of bc to the to nationals um three bronze medals there did you just not play the masters as much or was it just something that you know you know five is just what i got and i'm happy with that uh no same same well masters is always on canada day long weekend so we do a little bits and pieces. Our ball team would do some tournaments here and there, camping on that. And then uh, Masters, yeah, sure. We took took our turns bowling Masters. Did get lucky making those teams too. But, yeah, for sure. It's spread, spread it around. Yeah, you got to pick and choose which ones to play. Now, what's the qualifying yeah. again out of BC um, for Masters? Is it six tournaments? You get to four or what the number? How does it work there? uh masters here is six tournaments you bowl uh six eight game blocks and you throw away your last two so your top four uh, makes your seating one making singles the next uh five team i don't know if that's the same as you guys or but that's yeah that's how it worked now, here now in manitoba correct me if i'm wrong too but for the masters that, or it's not manitoba uh bc uh, for their masters, they have what's called the ring too for the singles. So um, if you win singles, or if your most pinfall is, is most pinfall for the six total, uh, you win yes, an actual yeah, you win an actual ring that they make you, which is right. absolutely awesome. I love that. That's a super cool idea. I would love to win a ring for bowling. Yeah, that'd cool be nice. Idea. The closest I came to was this last year they just shut her down. I think it was Newfoundland we were qualifying. We got four four tournaments in. I was ahead by 32 overall, and then they shut her down. But, yeah, that's as close as I came. I'm always four, five, just making the team anyways. They're great bowling. You got to average 260 to make that team for sure with your two throwaways. Some guys will have a couple 18s, myself included, and you keep your 22, 23, some guys 24s. But, yeah, just nuts. So that's a, a tougher team to make. And now, let, less guys, bowlers too, but still. And you guys do generally do what two tournaments in like Okanagan area and four down in Lower Mainland area? Am I right on that? Yeah, they try they try to spread it around. They've been voting here and there. Yeah, if we go to the Vernon, uh, Kelowna would be one. If we go to the North or the Island, we'll do the Breck in. I don't know. I think one of them's on different years or whatever. But most of the main main of them are always local here for. Uh, the majority of the bowlers, I guess. So, yep. Gotcha. Yeah, you got to spread them around a little bit so people don't have to travel every weekend. For sure. Right? And yeah, every yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I know there was a. Yeah, there was there was a lot of talk about that stuff last year. I know before COVID shut down and that whole season before, because I mean it's it's tough. It's a it's Masters has got to be really difficult um, for anybody that's not in those locations, right? I mean, anybody that's playing in the northern side of 
uh, of BC. That's such a long commute. Um, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to try to play, really, because, yeah, I mean, wintertime, that drive is really, really terrible, and uh, flights are super expensive. Um, so it, it's it's tough for the remote areas to play out in, in BC, that's for sure. Yeah, right. It kind of rewards the just the local lower mainland group anyway. Yeah, could get expensive for sure. Can we go back to the, the ring? Carol mentions the ring is for the top score for all six. So is that mm -hmm. one person every year gets a ring? Is that how it works? The, the person with all pinfall? Or if you... Yeah, I won. yeah, total pinfall for all six tournaments. The guy gets one and the lady gets one. Gotcha. So every year one person gets it. So Yeah, just no throwaways. Yeah. No throwaways, top pinfall for all six. I like it. Neat. All yeah, all six tournaments for sure. Good. Um, if you, uh, I like Sean's question here. If who would you want to bowl masters with, Mike? So if you're putting together your masters team right now uh, across the province, who would uh, who would be on that masters team? Man, well, hopefully uh, me. Uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, <laughs> uh, Bobby Herman is one of the the best out there for sure. Uh, Kelly Glencross, I enjoy bowling with him. And even the, some of the younger up-and-comers, jo uh, Jordan Shush, Darcy Fiedler in his prime before his back issues, uh, even Chris Chris Rochette. Oh, that, that'd be – I think that would be our gold. So hopefully that will happen one of these times. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You better throw Sean Eby in there because it sounds like he wants you to say yeah. <laughs> I have bowled with Sean. Sean's a great guy. I think I drag him down. It's that left-handed thing. <laughs> We've talked to him about that. Yeah. Or you're just wearing a sweatpants the whole time. It's just like, ah. Sweatpants. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so we asked this question too, is which uh, do you prefer, the Open or the Masters, if you had one to choose? The format which you prefer oh wow they're both great I, they're they're the same tournament pretty much i guess it's uh the open you get pulled and masters you're stuck you're struggling you're in for the hall but yeah the competition's all the same there so they're they're both great yeah. um let's go to some of the you know cbc some of that cash events now you played on cbc um a few years ago do you remember that experience and what was that like I, yes, for sure. No, yeah, I, uh, I won my first qualifying match against uh, Willie Orn, and I lost my second, so I took home $1,000. But the guy that beat me won, John uh, Conti. So good for him. I don't feel bad for losing. The guy, the guy that beat me won, so that's all good. And that's how I uh, was introduced, actually, to the, the Calgary Cash Tournaments. Um, I think it was Toppler or Paradise, wherever your first ones were. There was a guy, uh, Ken Norris. He actually had some flyers and said, well, hey, uh, I have what it takes to maybe to, to try out and come out to your cash tournament. So that's when I first knew about the, the Autumn Open. So that's uh, that year is the next year is when I went out there and got into these cash tournaments. I think I went there for about five or six years in a row and then sort of stopped going. But got to get back into it for sure. Right. We played we played on a Baker's team and then I don't I think we came in first. And then they're second, and then you left. 
I think I, I, th- I think we came in second. How ironic! But we came in second, and you never showed up again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I remember it got a little drunk out. So yeah, it, it, amazing. It did. It did. It, amazing how that worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's good when that works out. It pays for your whole weekend. That was that's a pretty good. I enjoyed that that autumn open for sure. I got to get back there. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so what other cash tournaments and stuff like that have you have you played? Have you traveled? Have you played the TPC or the you know the Winnipeg? The of course Vancouver had the tournament out there for a few years too. Um, yeah, that was that's pretty much the only one. Calgary, and then we tried here, whatever Scottsdale Classic, whatever it was. I think it lasted a four, five, six years maybe tops, and then just not getting the bowlers. So I think when it first yeah. started, we had a hundred, maybe a hundred, and then down to. 20 30 not even worth it right so yeah, yeah they're fun but unfortunately i think it was just the wrong time of year if they could have yeah could have got it somewhere in a little bit more in the middle of the bowling season i think you would have seen probably more players right but... i think there's just so many so many tournaments scheduling for other events and that that's the only place time we had it tried it gave it a shot whatever didn't work yeah all good I, I there's I'd... plenty of other ones works for a while I don't yeah. know if there's a better time, Carrie. Well, I mean, at least at least with there were still with, people camping and playing ball at that time, right? That's that that was the hard yeah. part. Yeah, Maybe but but camping. once you once you get past that time period, then travel gets really tough. Once you start you, moving into October, everybody's flying now. So yeah, you, you'd, ha- you'd have you'd have to matter? fly for sure. Yeah, there there wouldn't be an opportunity because <laughs> dra- driving the coke is. Everybody flies the Regina, so I I don't see if if the tournament was stable and rocking and rolling. I don't think the travel would have been the issue, right? It was just the time of year. I I loved playing then because the drive was nice, and I mean the weather was great. There was the only cash tournament that you were at where the weather was fantastic. Yeah, but then you're kind of limited, right? If you're driving to those events, you're kind of limited because you don't want to have a 24 hour drive like those guys from Winnipeg would have to do. So they would definitely fly. Totally. And then because it's kind of at the end of summer, you'd rather maybe go camping or play ball instead of starting bowling already. I, that's where the issue came in, right? Yeah, it was it was probably my favorite my favorite event. Um, yeah, it, for us it was a, it was an easy drive. But you're right, if you're down east or any further, it just didn't make sense uh, financially wise. I mean, you had to fly in, and the money wasn't there for a lot of them, right? I mean, you're already down taking a hit. Um, but, uh, but uh, I, you know what, um, it, it was a great time. And, and there, you know, back when the, the entries were there, when Daryl was there and everything, the, the money was there and things were there. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I remember Mike, you were, I mean, it was one of the greatest matches I've seen. I mean, I, I know it was, uh, I think it was against Greg. I mean, it was like what, 1080 to nine, six, nine eighty or 10, 60 to nine eighty or something. Um, it was absolutely, it was absolutely crazy. I remember that match. Um, there was some great bowling there too. It was, it was a, it was a fun event. Um, I, I had really good fond memories there. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah, I'm definitely. Not- one of those, that 980 against Greg, one of the yeah, best I've ever bowled. And you always, that one guy, you bowl anybody else, you get by, but no. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was great. It was fun until he shut you out in the seventh frame or something. Yeah, I gave it a run, but whatever. Great bowler, another great bowler. Well, maybe at some yeah. point uh, there's you know a new WCBT event 
down that area. But you're right. It is the timing of the year. On one hand, it was it was great if you didn't have a lot going on. Um, but once, you know, ball season or family with camping, it was sort of that last one to, to, to go to. And if they're in school, then on the Monday or the Tuesday, and it just sort of didn't work out. But um, if there was another time throughout the year that that tournament came back, then we could find the right time. I'd, I'd be in for sure for a trip down to Van. I mean, you, you, it's an easy fly down down there. Um, you take the train into town. And there's lots of things to do. Uh, it'd be a great place to get back to and, and have a tournament. So, who's ever listening, look at a look at another date for, yeah. for a tournament yeah. down in BC. And, and and I hear I hear Mike and Shannon have really good barbecues, right? So I mean, party at their house. Yeah, Lot, lots of room to stay here. Mm-hmm. I think Eisenhower's working on a tournament now. I I have to ch- switch one of my. I'm gonna have to kick Darcy Fiedler off. I want to bowl with Matt now. I'm, get, I'm getting the Texas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Only if he brings the black ball. Yeah, he's like, thank God. His black balls work better than his red ones. Yeah. <laughs> as, as long as they're not blue, right? Yeah. Blue, definitely no blue. How about, um, how about this topic? What's your what's your highest score, Mike? I, I've gotten lucky a couple times. 450. I don't know how it happened. It just happened. One was Where? in a... A master's, master's qualifier at Hastings Bowl. Uh, it was a throwaway tournament. And, yeah, just last game of the tournament, I believe. Got lucky and got one. And then another one was a TSN trial in Scottsdale and got lucky again. So, that's yeah, whatever. It's all fluke. Back-to-back weeks, though. You're too humble, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anybody can hit the middle 12 times in a row. It's just getting that strike. It's, I don't know, it works. It's a corner, it's a chop, it's a split. What seems to be the same spot, but yeah, it's more, uh, more breaks, more luck, I think. But it was, it was twice in one week, right? Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I think, I think a a Saturday or Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Seven days. That's incredible. (laughs) I've never heard of that before. Maybe like Frank Levine or something like that, but but outside of that, I've never I've never heard of that. That's incredible. I want to say Johnny or Kaplan or somebody local. Johnny. It wasn't it wasn't very far apart, like a month maybe. Yeah, Johnny like, did. It was a couple there's, months, I think. Yeah, but back I think there's months. there's a, a a young a young guy from Abbotsford too, an Adrian Kiss. I know he's yeah. thrown uh, yeah. maybe even more than three like uh, i think he, a couple he, in a month for sure he has three for and sure he won, he won a national didn't he win a bunch of cash over and doing that at a, a national tournament that's yeah. unreal yep. yeah uh, those are the yeah. ones you want to throw at a nationals when it's worth sixty-seven thousand. That's, that's where you want it but mike you're yeah, saying he throw, he throws from the wrong side though so yeah oh yeah he's backwards too that's yeah eisenhower sean evey shannon <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's back in the day as people are mentioning the houseboat trips yes oh yes yeah yeah uh, actually that fun. that year that 450 they gave me two two boats and they wouldn't bank one so i had to take them both that year so oh, i think luck, and then the yeah. year after that they stopped it so that that's it if i had to take two they both went out and that was it and then they stopped giving them out after that so but we've been lucky or whatever. Yeah. Ever since got, that trip, we've been yeah. on probably eight or eight or nine houseboat trips now. So lots of fun. Yeah. I got, I got my first two and then they stopped giving them out too. So 
<laughs> well, the guy before you, though, Terry, like, um, like Johnny got his and uh, Kaplan got his. Kaplan and we never and used, me. And we never used them. Like, we got the yeah. houseboat and we never went. And I, I don't know what the timing was or it was off-peak season and just getting people together. Or there was just tons of shit going on and we never even used them. It was like, you know, you look back on that now, like, yeah. those would have been some epic trips. If we could have used them all at the yeah. same time, we put everybody together. I mean, been 40 of us on a houseboat, there would have been somebody going over <laughs> I, I think yeah. that year too. I think Lynn Howell had one that year too. So mm-hmm. like there was four of us in the same center that. <laughs> oh wow. Um, neat stat here. I see Don Sim um, chirping in. A Boxwell had two four fifties in the same night in different houses. That's incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here it is. You, I want. I'd love to know what the format is. You played. You know, in an early seniors league in the afternoon, and you go and play regular league at night, or or what? <laughs> yeah. I think this is it. I think this is it right here. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Seven and nine league. Wow, that's beat that record. Good <laughs> <laughs> win. Wow. If anybody could do it, it'd be you, Alberta boy. So that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. Funny yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it uh, getting close to game time here, fellas? We're we're ready when you are. Let's do it. Oh, All hang right. on, I'm not ready. I'm ready. <laughs> get your get your pen and paper. Should we should we? Uh, we might have a surprise for you. Should we bring in the other competitor? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, hopefully he's ready. <laughs> well, he's ready. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's an accountant. He can't play. I need the adding machine. Yeah. How's it going? Jason Kennedy in the house. How are you doing, Kurt? Hey, doing well. Thanks, guys. Enjoying, enjoying my. You're you're better looking on TV. Yeah. <laughs> the screen does add pounds. Holy <laughs> Yeah. I said 20 pounds in August when you were at my house. Jason's <laughs> yeah. well, gonna stick with us here for the end of the show. He's got a couple of fun things we're gonna chirp in about with you, Mike. So he's gonna help you along the way. But first oh, of all, we're great. gonna do yeah. Oh great. <laughs> Um, what we're going to chat about uh, or play first is we play the game. We're bringing it back, the game called What's My Score? So this is a game um, that we play. Obviously, what's your maximum score if in the last three frames, 8, 9, 10, if you throw all, th- all five strikes? Right? It's 135. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Was I supposed to answer that? Yeah. I would have gotten that one right. You're on three, so you should keep your hand up the whole time. So this this is gonna go great. Mike, Mike, do you need, do you need, need to remember? Shannon? Mike has an extra two second delay. Yeah. So uh, Mike, yeah. Mike, do you need Shannon to help you? Well, she probably is. Yep, she's here. She's got ten more fingers and ten toes. Yeah. <laughs> See, my, with my delay, my number. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. All right, what's the question? I already got my answer posted. Yeah. So I'm just going to pop your, your eighth, ninth, and tenth uh, score, and you got to put your hand up. Make sure you put it in front of the camera so I can see it. It's not over here, right? Um, so, and then I'll ask you, and you'll tell me what the answer is. The first person to three will win a free uh, Five Pin Universe 
hat, maybe? Let's let's get him sure. a hat. Let's All give right. him a hat. Let's give him a hat. Um, okay, you guys ready? You know how the game works. So you're looking for the, the three frames total, max 135. First one, here we go. Spare, right corner, miss, two pin, double, five, miss. 78? Dexter, yeah. You didn't wait for the delay, but yes, Dexter, you're the right. 70, 78 is correct. Double. <laughs> How come I, I got 76 for some stupid reason? <laughs> you, you oh, he carried the two pin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Double, three pin, split, and then you got the two for the cleanup. Or the two. Two pin. 41. 74. And a two pin, 10, 13. Oh, let me answer one quick. I got 87. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have 87. Hey. 87. <laughs> no. Double. Three pin. Split. Three. Two pin. 33. How are we doing there, Jason? It's not helping. Well, I'm, that I'm, should I'm, be 20 cents. <laughs> 33, 20, <laughs> 33 plus 26 plus 13. Plus 13, yeah. <laughs> my paper's oh, my. a mess. <laughs> well, how do you get a split? Yes, Jason got it with a 72. <laughs> 72. <laughs> okay. I was trying to give Mike a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look at my chance, damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you made an easy one. Yeah. Chop off, spare, strike. Hang on. Chop, spare. Yeah. Strike. 30. Yeah. Five, spare, and then a split. Well, Mike, that's 78. I got 83 for some reason. <laughs> Mike's on the board with an 83. Mike's on the board. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh. oh. Boom. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, 13 on the first ball. Miss two for the cleanup. 555, 335. Forty-three. How about forty-one? Yeah, Jason gets another one. Forty-one. Five, five, three. Five, 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 three, three, five. Thirteen, thirteen. <laughs> Forget it. He'll never Good figure it out. <laughs> Good thing there's automatic scoring. Jason's got two. You just need one more, Jason. Okay. Right corner spare. Right corner miss miss. Left corner spare. Left corner. 13, hang on, 40. 69. I got 41 in the ninth and uh, and a what? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I think Jason got it with the 69. Jason's the winner. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. The quickest game. It counts. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Jason, you get to choose a hat. Which one of the four hats that the guys are wearing do you want us to send you? Oh, I like Tim's. There you go. The trucker hat. Where's another one, Tim? He just wants to be you for a day, maybe. Hey? I know. I know. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> DB, did you pick that score on purpose? <laughs> There's always one in every week, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's been something coming up here in the comments a few times that I think we want to dive into a little bit more comment about a shoe who wants to take the reins on telling the story about what, what what's the shoe and where does this come from I've heard of the shoe um, <laughs> it, it came to me from uh, it started back in ball it's all always ball things, I guess. Just keep into the bowling world, and then uh, I just happen to yell out "chew," and people spill their drinks, and it came to be. So I, I do have an original one of the shoes I used a long time ago. When you drank out of the shoe, you sign it, so it doesn't really show anything. Last time had a moth in it. When some last time somebody tried to drink out of it, a moth flew out of it before. <laughs> There's been a lot of people drinking out of that shoe, but yeah, it's more spill a drink, all fun and games, spill your drink out of a shoe. That's all. Well, I don't that's... know where it really originated from, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey! Like, like a champ, eh? Just... The best yeah. part's coming. There it is. Not a party until you drink oh, out yeah. of a shoe. Uh, I, lo I love that you put the lips to the back of that shoe, too. Like, you didn't care. You were getting every last drop out of that bad boy. <laughs> Wow. That's, that's so, awesome. We also so, got and it, it was good to see too what's yes <laughs> on as well, Mike. <laughs> so it originally that's good. From where are you ball. getting these pictures? Well, uh yeah, I remember from ball way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, we should have used this as your photo for the uh the splash screen at the start. <laughs> um yeah. it, at least you're using, you know, nice new shoes that aren't that gross, right? Yeah. That's not what my wife yeah, said. Yeah, that's a nice shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that shoe is disgusting. <laughs> oh, well, that's if you spill a drink, you have to drink out of the shoe. Yes. Yeah, wow. yeah. Spill a drink, any little bit of drop. Yeah, some of these even provincial tournaments doing it at the pubs. You'd have the locals accidentally spilling their beer on purpose so they can drink out of a shoe just to get in. It's all fine. All good jokes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember it's I remember not, it beast. It's not the worst. It's not it's not Kennedy's ball cleat, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I I remember I remember uh was it BC Nationals? Uh Joel Buffalo like three times and then he put his drink down in the corner and he got pissed off and for some reason he decided to throw a shoe and he threw his shoe and he knocked over three drinks. So he had chugged all these drinks out of his shoe, but he buffaloed on all those three of his shoes, and he had uh, it was just a it was just a nightmare. But we have always everybody in Canada in the bowling world thought it was a BC thing, but obviously you originated it from ball and made it into a bowling thing. <laughs> yeah, for, first first time I seen it was we're playing mixed ball at in the beer garden, obviously in uh, early twenties, and yeah, it's been around ever since. That sounds so much worse. It, well, it, it's bad. 
And here's the worst thing. Uh, Mike's been to a few slow pitch nationals too. And uh, we went we to Quebec one year and we went to a nightclub one night. And one of the guys on the ball team ended up shooting. And a guy that was there was like, hey, I want to try that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And he actually did it just because he wanted to try it. <laughs> that is disgusting. What 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 is the worst shoe you've ever done? Uh after a ball game, double header, sand, you know, a little dirt in there, pour it in, down she goes. <laughs> Hey, you don't want to drink out of a shoe. Don't spill your drink. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I would say, I would say I saw Mike do one in Abbotsford one day. Uh, It was about 38 degrees. We'd played three games that day. And the shoe he was drinking out of was absolutely filled with sand. It was gross. And he was picking sand with his teeth for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, Well, Kudos to you for being a trooper and just fighting your way through that because I don't think I could do that. I've done a shoe. I've done a shoe. But I sweaty, stinky, smelly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I draw the line. It makes you gag just watching it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess uh, immune to it now. I'm learning. Don't spill your drink. Yeah, there's a there's a lesson to be learned here. Don't spill your drink, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, if people bump your arm. It shouldn't count, but you you know you just do it anyway. It keeps them happy. Well, you've created a legacy out there. So um, we just we just received something here, and uh, Mike, can you please explain to me what's going on here? Oh, what's on God. your shirt? <laughs> Well, it's it's still loading, but if I have to guess, it's probably oh, that's Matt Eisenhower's picture. I don't know what happened. If my shirt got bleached or something in the wash, or obviously I couldn't see it at the time when he took the picture. But yeah, that's a great picture. You, you seem like you're you're a great team player. Yeah, thanks. That that was actually a, a Masters. Probably one of the first tournaments I got to bowl with Maddie. Great guy, fun to be with. Houseboat roommate too. So, yeah, he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. Still is. Was. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt. <laughs> nice. Um. Well, that's probably the grossest segment that we've ever talked about. <laughs> that, that, that's right up there with the start yeah. of this podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I see why. Yeah, I see why you waited for me to be number ninety. Yeah. <laughs> um, another topic I think that we had lots of conversation with over the last few days. Um, it's worth some chat here within the. The podcast and some comments so obviously part of our exhibition match uh there was a strike um that was given and i don't know if carrie if you got that video somewhat handy that we could play it that would be good yes i will find it here for us sure so um and then what that stirred on is two days worth of really good conversation on was it a strike was it not a strike um, was the machine? Was it a machine pull? Did it start the cycling? Um, lots of really good conversation. Obviously, that was happening. 
um, on on that strike. So it was, it was good good fodder. Um, Tim Dex, what are you guys' thoughts on on that um, the strike that came or that there was or, or whatnot? Yeah. So once we get this video up here, everybody will have a better idea. But um, mm. it, it, I want to start off by saying that there was never anything in question at the time. Um, nobody questioned it on either end of this match at all. Um, and it was, it was all fine and dandy. I mean, it was an exhibition too, but, uh, our, our five pin universe pro league, a lot of it's going to be relying on, on, you know, the honor system and, and trusting each other. But, uh, I think we have, you know, honorable people in the group that it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, but it's, it's about the late falling corner here. You'll see the right, the right corner falls really late. And whether that should count as a strike or not, I should have the rule book up here, but I don't. It's your corner, man. So the issue with it is the timing of this corner going down. Now the way the way that everybody is able to tell yeah. that 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 pin must be at least you know partially on its way over or down before the shield comes down and starts moving. That's kind of the, um, that's kind of the, the telltale sign uh, and, and the timing of when it, when a strike should count. Now the, the issue with this is just how close that that timing is. But if you slow that video down, that, that pin is pulled over before we get to see the shield. The problem is, is, you know, a lot of us are, you know, bowling alley owners or maintenance guys or whatever, and they know how these machines work. Um, and a lot of us believe that that machine was cycling before that tupin went down. That's not really in question here. The question is whether that counts as a strike or not. The rule is basically designed for everybody to be able to tell because judges of plays aren't going to be uh, necessarily maintenance guys and stuff like that. So the visual for timing of it is the shield coming down. You cannot see the shield coming down yet before that pin is down. So therefore, is it a strike? Is it not? In my opinion, I think it's a strike because that pin is down before you see the shield at all. Um, do I think that the machine was cycling? Probably. But I think that we have... You know, hopefully in the future we'll have a, a more elegant solution um, for that. Uh, maybe that's where Jason should jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we we have we have come up with something here in BC that we've have taken to C five that's been adopted, and it's we've actually created a, a light system. Which I, I saw a lot of comments on Kerry's feed there on the weekend, and people were talking about that light system and. Um, I just happened to be in Grubert um, uh, uh, with the YC Nationals and was looking at a Mendez machine and they had the they had the shields but they also had uh, a, a light and it just kind of tweaked off that I thought uh, hey you know what that might be the solution um, BC has a lot of centers that do not have shields um, for various reasons whether they haven't been there for years or or uh, people have taken them down for uh, uh, safety reasons, things like that. But um, so I came back to to BC here and I talked to the mechanic at the local bowling alley here and him and I came up with an easy way to um, rig that light so that as soon as the, the machine motor that starts the machine in motion, which would trigger that, that shield to come down, uh, as soon as it's activated, 
the light will activate and trigger the fact that that's the same as uh, the pinfall has stopped. Um, we did test it and, and you can see Kerry's got the, the, the video here that we tried out and uh, you can see it's pretty, pretty efficient. Uh, it, it is 100% accurate because as soon as that machine starts, that light will come on. It's just an LED light. Um, I did see some comments about um, people feeling that that was distracting. Um, this particular house is a 10 lane center. All 10 lanes have that light. Yeah, when you first get there the first time, you, you do notice it. Uh, but the minute you start bowling, I mean, you're, you're not noticing it because you're done throwing your shot and you're probably not throwing your shot right after the guy beside you. So his light will actually be done because it'll be cycled already. Um, you know, for, for those that maybe pinball, uh, I don't know how many people still do that, but yeah, you're going to notice it, but I don't think it's going to throw you off. So yeah, uh, it's a good solution. And, uh, video and again, what was that? Sorry. That? Yeah. Play that video again. If you don't mind just as we keep talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I heard people talking about the distraction and stuff too, but you know, I mean, back in the day that that's what they had. I mean, even, even our masking units in behind, um, there's still three three bulbs there for first ball, second ball, third ball uh, before automatic scoring was a thing, right? So uh, lights on the masking units have been around for a long time. They haven't been used in a long time, but they used to be used all uh, a lot back in the day. And I think you're right. I think uh, once you get used to it, just like anything else, you'll forget about it completely. Yeah, because the other thing that, that – and I saw these some comments on, on some of the feed there too is that not all the masking units are the same. Um, some are higher, some are lower, some are closer, some are further back. We're all different heights. So the interpretation of when you see the shield come down or you see the we're part of the bottom, uh, that's different for everybody, right? It's not totally. the same in every house, whereas an option like this, uh, as soon as that machine starts to cycle, that light's coming on. And, um, you know, I'm here in Prince George, and, and this is one of the centers here in Prince George. Actually, both centers in Prince George have now gone to the light system. Uh, my center in Smithers has gone to the light system. I know they've uh, looked at it um, down on the island as well and in the Okanagan. So um, in BC here, it's catching on. It's not an expensive solution as a proprietor. I mean, for me to go buy a shield was $500 plus or minus with shipping and everything for a lane. Uh, this is about a $30 option per lane. <laughs> you know, so the wiring and the lights and everything. So what was the thing that you sent to C5 or or what was that proposal? So, How did that so we sent this video. Uh, I've, I sent the pictures of how it was wired uh, to C5. Um, we also have set so that this, the same issue as soon as as soon as the uh, ball sensor is tripped, the machine starts to cycle within the range that is acceptable by the C5 standards. Uh, it's three to four seconds. Um, so that light is set so that it the machine doesn't start to cycle till then. So, uh, and when did, we, when did we adopt that, Tim? Last year, year before? Year before, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it has been adopted and uh, we have started, like I said, we started uh, pushing it out here in BC. The proprietors are happy to help us out and get those installed. Uh, I, don't, I haven't heard much from, from other provinces, whether or not they've looked at it and started to adapt it, but I know some were very interested in it, so. No, I, I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, now, do you wire that into the motor, uh, or not motor, uh, motor directly, or do you wire it into the high voltage box? No, it's wired directly to the motor at the machine. 
And do you need to knock down the power at all, or is it okay with the power that it has? Um, we that was the one thing that that we had the problem with. So, like I said, the, I had the mechanic here in, in Prince George help me with it, and he set it up with some uh, resistors on the LED to cut cut back the power a bit. But it's wired actually direct to the motor, so we just use a standard uh, electrical wire. But the issue was that there was too much power. Yeah. To the light and it would burn the light out so we just put some resistors on the light and no problem yeah that was exactly the conversation i had with tim today is like it, we've got to be able to not we have to knock down that power somehow because you'll blow those lights constantly yeah, yeah. no so, it's just it's just a small resistor on each end each end of the wire and uh yeah for sure and like i said dollar option you can get it at princess you can get the lights that the lights that are there are just some lights from princess auto he asked he asked me and i was like Talk to Jason, Princess Auto. <laughs> that was my answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not an electrician, but I I had a, an idea that that should happen. No, I think yeah. that's fantastic, Jason. I think it's a really good idea. Um, I know BC has struggled a little bit with getting uh, lanes certified out there, and um, that if this helps and pushes things forward in that direction, I think that's great for the proprietors, great for the bowlers. Uh, great from the community and uh yeah thank you for doing that that's awesome so is that, is, is that the thought that if you have a center that doesn't have a shield because that's one of the rules of in order to be certified is you have to have a shield if you don't have a shield unfortunately you're not certified right yeah. whether perfect game or strikes or not it's just that the c5 national you're not certified um yeah. but this would potentially this, this, now, this is an option. Yeah. yeah. This now is the option that says that if you do not have shields, but you do have the light system installed, it can be a certified perfect game. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, it's a good workaround. Cuts, cuts costs really. Yeah. Oh yeah, it yeah. cuts costs dramatically. Like I said, I mean, by the time we contacted, you know, as I'm a proprietor, we contacted some of the suppliers and even even some of the used, you know, the suppliers that have used stuff and. You're talking two hundred to three hundred dollars per shield, and then I mean we're talking a big shield, right? So the shipping, and obviously you need you know anywhere between you know six to twenty-four or more shields, right? For those that are missing all of them, um, that's a big cost. And and to go to the proprietor and say, hey, if you want your perfect games recognized, you have to out, outlay all this money, and they're like, well, why, <laughs> right? So to come back now and say, hey, yeah, it's about thirty dollars a lane. Um, they're they're more than welcome to and and more than happy to just go and do it, right? Right, totally. Um, from proprietors, you guys are proprietors now. Sean's obviously chirping in about um, certified lanes. Lanes do not require shields. Can we yes. clarify that a little bit? Some of those. So, sort of, you can have your lanes certified without the shields. The issue with the sh with the shields is it's for the perfect game so the rule actually states for a perfect game that shields must be uh, uh just there. when it comes to the perfect game that it, it shields must it must be in place yeah and i believe uh, the rules also state to host national events and c5 events you should you're supposed to have shields as well right gotcha so for, for to host a, a, a you know nationals or something and and even you know, like in Regina, the year they had the perfect game there, uh, you know, you got to have shields, you got to, or otherwise, no, right? So and now this provides an, another option for it too, right? Well, it's, it's definitely a good option. I mean, obviously, you know your stuff and uh, and whatnot, and, you know, definitely an option. I wonder how many other centers would consider a light system um, across the country. Um, like, Dex, you guys thinking about it at all at Sherwood? You know what? I, I would be interested in doing it, especially right now, just so I'd have something to do. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I would be actually interested in doing it just for the exact reasons that we saw on the weekend and whatever. Uh, it's de- it's far more definitive, I think, than uh, than the shields for sure. Uh, a lot less room for interpretation. It's either it's you know running or it's not. So um, ultimately, I think the light system is probably better. I would still keep the shields. Me personally, for for our center, um, for certain things, you know, shield advertisements, and you know, I going into centers. I don't know why, but there's certain things that you know I dislike seeing. I dislike seeing. Um, pins just flying around because usually that just means that the shield string broke or whatever. And in in my time, like it, in our area, it, it I just hate seeing it. Um, but that's just me personally, and I hate seeing pin tape gone. Yeah. I, I don't know why that triggers me. I hate I hate going <laughs> in places and not seeing the red tape. The pins just look so different. So, anyways, <laughs> um, personally, I'll keep the sh- I'll keep the shields. And put the lights in, maybe. I, I've uh, I've approached to some of the centers out in Alberta that don't have um, shields in and uh, mixed reviews right now. Um, but uh, I think some of them might. They they, they don't want to wreck their masking units. Like they feel like they're going to wreck their masking units, right? Um, but I mean, like I say, but they also want to host tournaments. Well, it's a it's a thirty dollar fix. Like for like for example, like Loya's ten lanes or whatever it's it's a five thousand dollar bill or it's a three hundred dollar bill whatever you like you figure out what, whatever you want right so and lloyd's yeah. a great nice new, new center i popped in there and it, yeah really, beautiful right yeah. so, be a so great, it's, great place for a tournament yeah so it's a it's a five thousand dollar bill or it's a three hundred dollar bill right i mean <laughs> with everything going on i mean it, it's cost effective and it's much better right so and, yeah. that, and that was one of the other problems was that when we were looking into, you know, the cost of just buying the shields and stuff, the new machines coming out don't even come with shields. Oh, exactly. So it's not even an option. So, so you build a, a new center, you know, that's a bit of a joke, but uh, you put in a new center and and uh, now you got lanes that don't have shields and if someone throws a perfect game, it's not even going to be recognized, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, right. It, it, I think it's a really good option, and you don't have to mount it to the masking unit. Even there are other places that you can mount that wire. Yeah, right? I think when we did this, when we did the rule with C five, um, the the feeling and the thought was that they wanted it in the middle of the lane, over above the head pin, so that you didn't, um, you know, if if the judge of play was looking on a on an angle, he could see that it was kind of in the middle of that lane. It wasn't okay. It's on the corner. Which lane does it belong to? Right. Um, so they did ask that we put them in the middle of, of a lane, but yeah, I mean, you, where do you put it? You, you know, you put it near the bottom of your, your masking unit and the hole, depending on the type of light you're using. I mean, obviously you're not going to have a humongous light, but I mean, the hole that, that we had to drill in those masking units was tiny. I mean, you're just, you're just slipping two wires through, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah. Um, we're, we're not building a, you know, a three inch hole through the side of your masking unit either. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's a great solution. Mike, Mike, how do you feel about this? <laughs> uh, just throw a ball, right? Make it five in the pit. You don't have to worry about it. No string. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's already got his two perfect games. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no delay either. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, it's the toughest thing out there is to try to 
validate a string pull or a pin that's late or whatnot and do I and you're in the middle of a tournament do you take that strike or do you not take that strike and you, you get put into a um a, a tough position and I you know good on you for trying to make a difference to not have to make that call right you're just a definitive right or yeah. or somebody has to make that call along the way um you know Dex you mentioned earlier in the exhibition match it was it was a strike and it was yep no problem here, here we go but uh, there's going to come a time and potentially in the pro league that that, that will come into question yeah. Uh, yeah somebody will have to make the call right and uh, being in two different cities or 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 even somebody there somebody has to make the call yeah i i think something like this like sean's even um putting in the chat there it's still controversial but that's a lot more definitive like you the light is on no more pinfall if the pin is clearly on its way falling when that light comes on it's a down pin it, it's pretty straightforward obviously there's going to be a little bit of, a little bit of talk behind it but it's definitely not going to be oh was the shield in motion behind the masking unit that to me is completely that's not reasonable yeah um, the lighting is definitely a lot more clear cut and uh should should result in a lot less of this discussion and um for people that were against like saying that the machine was already cycling that wasn't the argument like dexter said earlier we we understand the machine was probably in cycle but there was no way to be to say yes you you're right it was cycling how could you tell there's a masking unit in front so you have to go by the visual aid and the visual aid is the shield and they couldn't see it when the pin was falling so it's a down pin yeah and, and that's the big that's the big reason for the shield right and and even in discussions at the c5s meetings and stuff it's like but the 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 shield is the visual aid that identifies when pinfall is supposed to stop right yep. that's why we hit you know we're tr trying to figure out and come up with a way that okay what else can can do that right mm -hmm. so. yep well five cents well, a pin let's get pin boys back strength yeah i think on a, on a string pull it'll be that quick after the ball the ball's at the back mat it's either going to pull it or not that much of a delay i wouldn't count that as a strike i'd say that'd be the machine pulling the string to pull the pin but whatever, who am I? But you know, you're Mike Ward. A normal, a good yeah. strike, ball hits it, pins hits it, and that's it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh I want to point out too that like if the, if this was me in this situation, I I would have shot at the corner. That's just me personally, because you know, I think we've all been in this position enough times where you know it's not uncommon. And for me, I would just rather just go and shoot at it. Then I have, there's no questions. Nobody comes back and says, hey, well, what about that strike back then? Whatever. So uh, for me personally, I, I just tend to just pick up a ball and shoot at it and not even ask questions. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to do is say, there's like, is that down? No, I'll just grab a ball and throw. But um, <laughs> that's, that's for me personally. Um, that wouldn't be the same for me making that call for somebody else watching that, that video. Yeah, I, I think all of us on here would just rather, I mean, I don't know. I, I would just, I agree. I would just rather just throw for it at I that would, point. I'm taking the strike. I'll tell hey, you right now. Do you, do you know, do you if, know there's, if there's a $10,000 prize, you're taking that strike. I need all the strikes I can get. But if it was a, if it was watching that video, I'm taking that strike and I'm fist pumping and I'm jacked up about it. It's, it's a hard line, but I'm, I'm taking the strike. Hey, so, I mean, 
let's bring this up. What about what about uh what about Bailey Lawson? I mean, Bailey as the manager should have been like, hey guys, do you think that was down? Maybe can you guys do a replay? Can yeah, you guys do a replay? Just called us up on speed dial. Yeah, I mean, we could have done a replay on that. No. Uh guys, it, it's on YouTube. You could just rewound it yourselves. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, it was really good discussion. It was great segment, yeah. obviously. Mike and Jason, super good friends, and Jason, the work you've done with the light and the and that there. So um, obviously any proprietors, anybody looking for more information on the light, uh, can probably reach out to you, Jason, or to reach out sure. to five or to Tim to talk about um, how did you do it? Where was the configuration? Is there other options? Not driving through. Right? Don't message Tim. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just forward you off Jason's number. I, I asked saying, him. He had no answer. Talk to Jason. No, but if you want to get a hold of Jason, then you can get a hold of C5 or through this podcast, even through Tim, and Tim will direct you. Um, if you're more interested in Jason, so I appreciate that time there. So for sure, yeah, and I've got pictures of the wiring and and stuff like that. So and more more than happy to talk to whomever and and uh, walk them through a little bit. Um, it's it's for the better of the better of the the game, right? So totally. Let's um, as we're as we're nearing the end here. Let's wrap up with some. Anybody has any questions at all for Mike uh, and Jason? Feel free to shoot them in. Um, Obviously, Sean, there's got a good question. Mike, who is your opinion best of all time, or maybe some of the the handful of best uh, that you've that you've played with, or or whatnot in in BC? Yeah, uh, locally, uh, Joe Cranabetter from the island, uh, Bob Gaylor, Bob Herman, Doug Mosdell. They're just uh, in even in the Canadians. Uh, pretty much everybody you see that bruce mortar first time i saw him how smooth he was just nuts lots of great bowlers out there that's it's all about the bowling for sure no a lot of great bowlers how do you answer that everybody even kennedy he's all right once in a while (laughs) once in a while that's why i coach mike how about some of the females uh females uh from bc uh Jesse uh, Bailey now, she's one of the top top up there. Uh, Morgan Thetum, I think from the island, she's always up there. I, I haven't seen Kim Chadwick throw for a while, but she was always one, one to watch. Yeah, Mike, she just bowled in 2019 in Surrey. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Who? Did she? Was I there? <laughs> she was the singles. Oh. <laughs> I was probably on the well. That's probably why I was on the mixed team or something. Never saw her. <laughs> um, how about what? Like, what's the bucket list look like for you, Mike? Um, you know, you've you've done a few things. Obviously, there's a few things to still notch the belt. What what would those be? Other than the obvious, well, my bucket. I'm going to keep going until we we finally get that gold medal for sure. So that's that's the a major one. Whatever. <laughs> Looks like we've got a chirp in for you, Jason, as well. How uh, how do you manage to throw so many two pins on the first ball? Lack of paying attention. It's easy. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the the good part is you can still average two forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Um, <laughs> Are we going to see uh, you, <laughs> Mike, Jason? Are we going to see you guys at WCBT this year? We, you know, obviously September. You talked about back bowling again. If there's events, we're going to see you traveling. 
Come on, Mikey, you got to do it. Is that me? Oh, is that you? Yeah, no, for sure. Now that uh, I've been with this company for eight years now, I got I have some time to take off. I'm going to do the Calgary for sure. I haven't done ever done the Red Deer or uh, Saskatoon or whatever those other ones are, but maybe I should try. I know a bunch from BC go. If I can get in there with them, give it a shot. But yeah, looking forward to, to the Calgary one for sure. You you listed Talk every what? tournament there is. Are we chopped liver? You listed every tournament there is and, and <laughs> tournaments that don't exist anymore. And you completely skip over oh. me, Tim. <laughs> Do you have a tournament going on too? Which one is yours? Apparently not. The old still looking ball. for the flyer, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Is that a Bonnie <laughs> Dune? <laughs> oh that's where you average 310 or something yeah heard about that place i will print you out a single poster and mail it to you yeah he won't be able to read it <laughs> there's there's talks yeah, some, of, of, it, some of your places you got to average uh just to make the cut top 40 that's that's kind of kind of nuts i'm only going to do one one trial and that's it. So it's either hit, hit or mid. So some of those big high scoring tournaments, probably not, but that's it. <laughs> there's uh there's talks of potentially a little tournament or something at Bonnie Dune. It would be sure interesting. I mean, a lot of chirping out there of how high scores and what it would relate it, but I'm not sure if it would be any that much higher than the Regina, I mean, qualifying or even the TPC at Sherwood. Right, the qualifying is so high because you have 250 or 270 entries now. You're guaranteed you're going to have a 280 qualifying average. Oh. So, you know, we're not yeah. going to do a tournament with 280 entries at Bonnie Dune, but um, you know, the Masters obviously you have uh, the qualifying shifts, and the top few guys are over 300. I'm not sure if you'd get 32 or 40 guys over 300. Um, it'd be interesting to see, but I'd, I'd be hard pressed to see it be that much higher than the existing ones right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't think uh, the scoring is definitely a little bit easier or seemed to be easier when we were playing in the, the Super League a few years ago. But from my understanding, it's not drastically different than what the scoring at the, at, like you said, Regina or Sherwood Bowl is now. So it's just, it's just pace of play. Pace of play is huge, I think. Right. You know, instead of you playing, you know, uh, for eight hours and five on a lane for the last shift you can spread out maybe on more lanes there. Right. And then I think that would maybe play a huge difference uh, on, on a shift more than, uh, than the score. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Any, uh, any last comments or shout outs that you guys want to do um, to, to any of your fans and people out in the stars that you want to <laughs> say hello to or any last comments there, guys. I'd just like to thank Shannon for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Mike about his Maybe my mom and dad. The witch? Your YBC coaching career, Mike. How did that work? My coach? Oh, I tried. I did my level one until some little kid told me to get a haircut, and I walked out of that place and never went back. I used used to have long hair. Mike used to have long hair down to his back, and yeah, this... We were there coaching one day, and the other, used to, get a haircut. And Mike just looked at us, and I'm done, and walked out. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I used to pull my hair forward, cut it up my nipples. So it was like that from probably grade 12 to 30 years old. Cut it off when I was 30. And then that was it. That's no coaching. Good, I'd like to be a coach one day. That's a good guideline, Mike. That makes it so easy. It's so consistent. <laughs> Done. As, oh. as you get older, they start to sag. Your hair gets a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> here's a good one mike mike was in my wedding party and he said i got my hair cut for your wedding and i go you did he goes yeah about an inch <laughs> uh, too funny that was a good trim you're i cut it to my shoulders there that was good yeah <laughs> those are some old photos that we should have dug up jason you should have helped us with those oh i could have yeah, I've got some photos, but they're probably not things we should put on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's another interview. Oh, There's oh, one. Wow. <laughs> no, found one. Oh, Mike, I didn't. Put that was real. That was early. That's when I started growing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a teenager. That <laughs> no, that's okay. That's on Facebook. Yeah. Sounds like you guys would have had some good times together, I'm thinking. Oh, it's been, I don't know, what's it been, Mike, 30 years, 30, 30 some odd years? Yeah. We have gotten in trouble Getting a few up there. Times. Trust me. Including in August when we had a 50th birthday party thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, Good thing about getting talking. older, you can't remember half the stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's why we have video, Mike. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Obviously, appreciate you both coming on. Mike, congrats on a pretty solid career. We know that that gold is still elusive to you. You'll get it one day. Um, keep on working. So, um, you know, thanks again coming on. Great career. Jason, great input on uh, the, the masking unit and the light. I mean, that's uh, definitely a good video to see out there. Appreciate the input that you guys uh, shared with us today. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, you guys are more than hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. Time. Looking forward to bowling with you guys again. Perfect. Likewise, agreed. What's so funny? <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> you, you, you're more than. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're more than welcome to stick <laughs> around in the back end. Uh, we're just gonna wrap this thing up, and then we can talk to you after if you want to stick around. <laughs> I'm gonna get another drink, and I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if he made it to the three and a half or if he's just about to tip over here at the end of the show. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Beauty of a guy, though. I mean, I've been to nationals with him and plenty of tournaments and, you know, great bowler, but great fun off the lanes, too, obviously, as we can tell. Yeah, he was always an absolute highlight going out to the Scottsdale Classic and stuff like that, too. Um, you become fast friends with that guy. And you get to learn a lot about that guy real quick out there. So uh, uh, he was always one of my favorites. It's great to chat with him again. And uh, yeah, always so but much and, fun. And his, you know, and Shannon, right? She's always yeah. a mainstay too. Absolutely. So, yeah. so nice. Such a sweetheart. Very like, kind to everybody. And the little giggle like she did a few times tonight uh, is priceless, right? So um, they go hand in hand for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They've always treated me very well. And uh, since day one, so I've always enjoyed Mike. We've always had great times. Um, uh, was in Masters 2016. That uh, walking into that hotel room that one night, that was quite the story. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, it was funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, Mike's always been a great time. 
We hope a guy like that gets his gold medal someday, right? Yeah. That'll, that'll be one of those moments that I think everybody will be around sharing in the excitement of, of him winning, right? Yeah. He should he should just move to Edmonton for a couple of years. I was going to say face Tim in the Masters finals. But... Oh, yeah, that's a good call, too. Do you know what? I, I, one of us one of us would win, right? One of no, us you guys win. would tie. You guys would both tie, like, break your legs. You know what? I, I, actually, you know what? You both get silver medals. Why yeah. isn't is both of us don't play? Yeah, we just decide just to, to go for a tie. There's no winner. There's no winner. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, yeah, Rossetti would love us for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, guys, it was another great discussion. Um, Tim, you want to give us our insight for our guest next week? Yeah, next week uh, is Kathy Davidson. So we're excited to have her. It's uh, it's going to be St. Patrick's Day. It's DB's birthday. So I don't, yeah. and and I am going to change up the agenda a little bit. Um, they don't know it yet, but I'm going to add a little bit of a flair to it. Well, Carrie knows. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of St. Patrick's Day fun. So fun. Perfect. yeah, take yeah. off, take off Thursday, guys. Take off Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a drinking podcast next week is in other words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Like it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, all right, guys, another great podcast and, uh, we'll see you next week.